You're listening to I Got That One. Presented by Tom and Yvonne. Well, I have to say, Monaghan got uh, quite a bit of attention on Twitter yesterday, didn't oh, he? Oh, yes, he did. Just on Twitter, though. Only on Twitter. Nowhere mm, else. Nowhere else. Nowhere else. Absolutely not in our living room. Not at all in our living room. What are you talking about, Tom? Hello. Once again, welcome to our attempt at cold open of this episode. And I got that one. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us. We are now in episode six. Can't believe this has been going on for over a month already. I know. It's going by so quickly. It is. And uh, I'm very happy to say that this week's match was a lot more exciting than last week's. For sure, for sure. Yeah, and we've seen um, actually one of the highest scoring teams and possibly players um, so far. Actually, I would say um, for the one that we're talking about, it's not just one, but two very good... Um, yeah, yeah. Almost a duo going on. I think it's our first working duo of the season. I think so. And it's very exciting to see. A lot of fun to watch. Indeed. So this week we have the University of Strathclyde mm-hmm. versus University of Reading. Mm-hmm. Both teams took t- part uh, last season as well. Yes, they did. Famously, University of Strathclyde had the three Glaswegians. And made it uh, to the, was it the quarterfinals or the semis? The quarterfinals. Mm-hmm. They were unfortunately knocked out by um, Durham, Durham. I think, yeah. Yes. And yeah, they were doing quite well up until that point. Mm-hmm. Very, very impressive work. And then last year, Reading unfortunately crashed out in the first round. Crashed and burned while <laughs> playing against Buckbeck. Yes. So, um, please just say that uh, they definitely put in a much stronger performance this time round. Yeah, they definitely did. It was a bit of a reversal of last season. Indeed. Uh, I mean... You're listening to this presumably after you've seen the episode, so... I hope um, so. <laughs> if you aren't, um, very spoiler strange why you've joined this, but yeah, spoiler alert. <laughs> Unfortunately, Strathclyde did not win this round, and... We're unlikely to see them again, because with the final score of 110... That is... N- yeah. Yeah, probably not enough, but we we still um, have time. There's we, still we plenty don't know more... for sure yet. Indeed, there are plenty of matchups left before we close the end of the first round, so... Anything could happen, but considering last season the minimum was 140 to get to the best scoring losers. Yeah, yeah. We'll see, we'll see. We'll see. So on the Strathclyde side, with an average age of 21, we had uh, Kirsch uh, from Germany doing um, MSc in data analytics. Mm -hmm. We had Laird doing a PhD in chemical engineering. Um, Captain Monaghan doing an MA in physics. And McGee doing English and French. Now, they said the average age was 21, but those are, for the most part, a lot of grad, post-grad uh, degrees. That's true. Can you get your master's degree at a young age in the UK? Well, you start university when you're 19, usually, mm. and then you can go straight into a master's afterwards. So, a two-year program. So the three-year program. Three-year program, but then you'd be, well, yeah, maybe they're all just starting out on the MAs. It could be, and also, I could think... Could be a doing a PhD as well. That's true. So unless uh, maybe McGee seems like she's the only one not doing a master, so she might be uh, a year one. Yeah, McGee must be might be very young, and also I think you start university a little bit younger um, in Germany, so maybe Kirsch. Yeah, that's that's likely. That's likely. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean we were we don't know for certain. We're just kind of postulating. Yeah, and anyway, on the other uh, side, we had Reading with an average age of thirty-eight. Yeah. I think our first uh, proper senior team. Yes, brightly 38, like Pax, uh, Paxman said. Yeah. Uh, so it's Scopic from the US doing yeah. an MA in English Literature. 
with Ansley doing a PhD in poor law history, Indeed. which I have to admit is the very first time I'm hearing of something called poor law. Could you tell me what that is? Sure. It's basically as well. It's not just one law, as far as I'm aware. It's not my specialization. I don't, I'm not doing a PhD in it, obviously. <laughs> But it's to do with the various laws that were in place in the UK before we had our current welfare states. Oh, so so it was called poor law before the word welfare, before they kind of called it welfare. It was called the poor law, but there was a series of elements to it. So that's where we had it, for example, workhouses or... Because before we had, you know, the actual welfare state, we had um, mm. philanthropy from wealthy uh, people. That's that's really interesting. That's very, very interesting. Um, so, yeah, first time I'm hearing about that. Yeah. Uh, and then moving on, Captain Hutchinson doing a PGCE. That's teaching, right? That's a teaching degree, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Jason Doss from India uh, doing a PhD in marketing. So it's quite a mix, quite a lot of I specializations, so. I would say. I think so definitely leaning a bit more towards... Um, yeah, business, humanities type of uh, of degrees. I mean, I don't know what Reading is particularly known for in terms of their offerings. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a pretty cool university. I mm-hmm. have a friend who went there and he had a really great time. Yeah. That's all I know. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Strathclyde is lovely as well, but <laughs> I've unfortunately only been to Scotland once or twice in my life. And I've never been, so... Yeah, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. So let's just talk about uh, the performances overall because we already talked about the scores. Yeah. So I think that, you know, suffice to say, Hutchinson was really the man of the match. Very, very exciting to watch. Right. I don't necessarily agree. Okay. I personally feel that Ounsley, to me, was far more impressive. I definitely thought that Ounsley was a force. She Mm -hmm. seemed like a very solid, reliable player. Um, she seemed to breeze through a lot of questions. She just seemed to know a lot of very obscure facts about the world. Absolutely. And I feel um, like she definitely pushed Hutchinson in the right direction, especially in the bonus sets. Yeah. I feel like she was a definitely a big force in getting towards the correct answers. Definitely. But I, I would say that Hutchinson was... Uh, it was really fun to watch him work oh, out. Oh, for sure. Um, a lot of answers. He was... Um, he did come in with the most starter questions. Uh, yeah. And he did seem to have a very, very broad range of knowledge, I think, from kind of pop culture to films all the way down to math science concepts so yeah but nevertheless I think what was key to their success Reading as a whole is that Ansley and Hutchinson worked very very well together I definitely thought so yeah and it showed in that uh, you know she if she uh, didn't know she'd be very quick to say I don't really know yeah. but if she thought I might have an answer she'd often guess but guess very very well mm. so there must be so he would be able to build up on that yeah. or the other some... teammates would be able to build on that exactly and she, he was not afraid to uh, nominate her whenever yeah. it sounded like she was correct like I, rather than have it explained to me again I'm going to save time you say it and... yeah and, and that makes me think that he was a very good captain as well because mm-hmm. he um, got you know the opinions of all his teammates I think he asked everyone um, he like you said passed to someone else when he knew that they would have a better answers not only is he a good quizzer but a good captain as well for sure the other two um i feel like it's more that uh because hutchinson and Ansley were so strong mm. that we didn't get a chance to hear from them all that much yeah but i think they were very very strong in their own right as well i mean they definitely contributed and yeah. again i'm going to keep on saying this because there's always going to be people who 
get the wrong idea or maybe slightly bad faith interpretation. Just because you're not necessarily heard as much on mic doesn't mean you're not adding something to the team. Yeah, I agree. Even though uh, Jesudos was being a little bit uh, self-effacing on Twitter after the match. Oh, was he? Yeah, well, it's important to have a good, a good bit of uh, humor about yourself. Yeah, and you know, it's it's again first time on uh, live television, so yeah. Now talking about Strav- well, not not live. I think it's recorded. But. Oh yeah, I mean if this was live, good lord, could you imagine? <laughs> imagine the Olympics. Oh, the stress, especially if you have to <laughs> swear. They need to do some editing. I know. But to talk about Strathclyde for a minute, I feel like this is not because they were a weaker team. In fact, they showed signs that they are brilliant in their own right. It's mm-hmm. just that unfortunately they were against such a powerhouse mm-hmm. of a team mm-hmm. for their first round that they didn't really get much of a chance to shine. Yeah. And you felt that very keenly in the first five, six minutes of the match, mm-hmm. where you could see they were trying to buzz, but Hutchison and Ansley were just so fast and yeah. consistent with uh, the buzzes. Yeah. They just couldn't get a word in edgeways. Yeah, I think Laird and Kirsch were among the stronger buzzes sure. over on the Strathclyde team. Um, but yeah, I think overall, just, just not enough. Yeah. And I have to say, Monaghan also showed signs of being a very effective team captain. Mm-hmm. You know, being very fast to make sure the conferring is moving along quickly. Yeah, yeah. If it seems like they're not going to get an answer right, he wasn't afraid to pass mm-hmm. for a chance of getting answers That's down the true. line. That's true. It's important to know when to pass and not waste time. That, to me, is the best sign of someone who knows what they're doing as a captain. Mm. Because some... Sometimes it's a mixture of pride or nerves to say, no, I want to get this right because I can almost get it. Yes. But when you're, especially if you're trying to catch up uh, to a team in the league. You can't afford to do that. No, you need to put pride aside for a second. Like, look, we're not going to get it now. We might Mm. get the next one. We're just going to pass. That's true. He was very decisive. He was very decisive. I think there was only one time Patmos had come on this episode. I think so, yeah. I mean, compare that to a couple of ones we've had so far. <laughs> Especially last week, I think. Yeah, last last time it was a bit more leisurely. Yeah. So it was good to see something that was a bit more, you know, to the point. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, once again, like we alluded to earlier, it's a shame that we might not get to see what else that they have to offer because I feel like they could have been another really good, strong Scottish team. Yeah, I, I think so. But, you know, that's the way the cards fall. And uh, some make it, some don't. That's that's life, isn't no. it? And it was very nice to see that uh, the former Strathclyde uh, team members on Twitter were being very congratulatory as well. Yeah, that's always nice to see. Some yeah. good old camaraderie. Especially, uh, Mr. Oh, soon-to-be Dr. Whittle. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, soon-to-be uh, Dr. Star Marshall. Oh, that's nice. Were being uh, very generous on Twitter as well. So shall we move on to some questions? Yes, and actually there were a lot of really fun questions I this time. I so. Let me start with the, uh, the the wonderful experience that was listening to Jeremy Paxman say Daddy Yankee. <laughs> yes, Daddy Yankee. Daddy Yankee. And also, notice how he said Despacito. He added a little bit of... <laughs> I, know, Spler- yeah, I know how to pronounce Spanish words. Yes. Although definitely I'm from the UK, therefore I'm going to use Castilian Spanish and not you oh, know, wow. Latin American Spanish. Mm-hmm. But then him explaining uh, reggaeton <laughs> to the team. <laughs> and I think it's just there's something wonderful about a man in his 70s, uh, specifically a, a white man in his 70s. British gentleman in his 70s. Yeah. Yes. Uh, talking about it with such a complete deadpan face as well. Yeah, and it was nice to hear, though, um, a bit of a different genre in the music round. We've heard so much classical music. So oh, much you music. don't have to tell me twice, good lord. Yeah, so reggaeton was very nice to hear. Um, it was great to hear Cardi B among the, the musicians. Um, good thing it was not the other song that she's recently released. I am <laughs> living for the day that that song becomes... 
a question okay. on university challenge. Oh well, that would be amazing. That would be. I I look forward to that day. If the producers are listening, please. Yes, I know this is a pre-watershed uh, <laughs> TV show, but please, just once, mm. just once, I want to hear that kind of song. All right, um, and the other question that I really liked was. Um, uh, picture round. Oh yeah. So, uh, Actually, both picture from, rounds are very good. Yeah. So I'm talking about the one about uh, stills from folk horror films. Yes, that was pretty good. cool. Yeah, because it just made me think we need to watch more folk horror movies. Mm, I don't know if I want to do that. I mean, I really want to see Midsummer. I st- I can't believe I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. And also, I need to see the the original Wicker Man. Not mm-hmm. well. You can watch the remade Wicker Man for completely different reasons. Yeah. Mainly for the wonders that is Nick Cage uh, with a terrible script. Mm-hmm. That's always a wonderful thing. Well, I'll join you, but I'll uh, be watching behind my hands. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> it's not that scary. He punches a woman <laughs> while wearing a bear suit. It's okay, not that scary. Um, another one, and this one you enjoyed as well, which is surprising, which is a question about uh, football teams. Yeah, I, I thought this was interesting considering I have absolutely no interest in football but the way the question was phrased was about the if I understood it right the the cities or the towns in which the football teams originated right you have to name the teams based on their Latin mottos oh yes 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 and the additional clue is that they were the original 12 clubs that founded the football league in 1888 and so based on the language in the Latin motto you can decipher if they're working men's club or a different type of club which well, I thought was actually really I mean the whole uh, various versions of some kind of labour uh, organisation yeah. that founded it because mm-hmm. it it's a working class sport football mm-hmm. cricket was the one played by Fair the um, upper class and the gentry football was what was played in the streets mm-hmm. when you had a break uh, from your insert uh, working class uh, job factory here factory jobs usually factory jobs yeah. yeah so Midlands teams that's why they're all from the Midlands Preston Blackburn that's Manchester. really really interesting fascinating mm. Also, one which I liked, and unfortunately we didn't get to hear more, was, you know, the standard history question, mm-hmm. which is about uh, dictators of the Roman Republic. Oh, sounds like your kind of question, Tom. Yeah, specifically because, unfortunately, we didn't get to hear a Strathclyde answer, but the answer was uh, Cincinnatus, mm. who famously was dictator twice and uh, resigned twice to go back to work on his farm. And went on to found Cincinnati? Uh, no, that's about... Uh, 2,000 years difference. Okay. Look, it's named after him because right. he came to symbolize the virtue of, you know, honesty and, you know, Amazing. basically service to the state. Mm-hmm. So he went in, he did his job because he, the Roman Republic was under threat. He was dictator for the duration of the emergency. He said, okay, I'm back to my farm. Mm-hmm. Later. Amazing. Very interesting. Well, I mean, this is what the sources say. I remember history, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, there's another question that I liked, which mm-hmm. was quite uh, a bit of mental gymnastics. So um, a number based upon a Roman numeral that is aligned uh-huh. with a chemical element that is also represents a Norse deity. I can't, it took me a while just to even understand that question. But by that time, Hutchinson had come in with the bus. Well, first Led gave a go, but I think uh, the question was not for so long, he forgot the first part, which was, <laughs> what is the number? Yes. Because he yes. gave, uh, I think, the elements. Yeah. And so I think he was part with that, but unfortunately he got the <laughs> kind of dismissive no from Paxman. Yeah, but that was amazing, though, the, the, the speed at which the players kind of deciphered that question. It is terrifying sometimes, mm. the brilliant minds that we get on the show. Yeah, yeah. 
see other questions oh yeah the first uh, picture round which was departments of france oh yes where they kind of grouped together by a name they have in common mm-hmm. now if you do have at least a passing knowledge of french geography you could kind of guess okay so that looks like they're following a river what's the name of the river okay we'll go for that mm-hmm. one or a mountain range yeah so it is not too difficult to deduce mm-hmm. but still i thought it was very impressive because considering how a lot of English teams don't know Scottish geography, a lot of Scottish teams don't seem to know English geography. Yeah. It's interesting to see that, you know, someone knew French geography where you well, think they'd be, have no understanding. To be at fair, all. it was the German who got that. That is true. So maybe that's more saying more about uh, our, the English education system than yeah, um, anything else. Exactly. Anyway, um, shall we move into some stats? I think we should talk about some stats. Mm-hmm. So, our stats corner brought to you by UC Stats on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Strathclyde. Um, came in with, obviously, fewer starter questions, 7 out of 13. Okay. Um, and on the bonuses, you know, not the super strong performance, 9 out of 18, so exactly half of all uh, bonuses correct, uh, compared to Reading, who managed to come in with 10 out of 14 starters. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's pretty strong. Uh, bonuses as well, not as strong as you'd expect, just mm-hmm. 16 out of 30. So quite a number of wrong answers too. Yeah, but I feel that's... They show that that's not necessarily what you need to win. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes the buzzing game is, uh, you know, more important. Yeah, definitely. So the more starters you get, then it just, you know, it's 10 points. So it just pushes you ahead. Yeah. And also the fact that they were asked 30 bonus questions shows that they were at least trying their best and mm-hmm. having a go rather than dragging it out, which some teams have been known to do in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That, so that, that was, uh, I think, definitely key to their, their success this time. Um, but very, very impressive uh, is Hutchinson, who actually managed to come in with 8 out of 10 starter questions. Good Lord. Which is really uh, among the highest that we've seen so far. Uh, Laird with 3 out of 6. Kirsch, uh, 2 out of 3. And then Monaghan and Ounsley with 2 out of 4 uh, each. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 8 out of 10. That's almost, you know, Michael Cohn numbers from previous season. <laughs> yeah, so actually, um, Hutchinson is the highest scoring individual so far with a total of 108 points. Okay. Um, second is Lloyd from, from Hartford. Hartford a few weeks yeah. ago, who managed to get her uh, sixty-five points. Actually, Hutchinson is way in the lead. That is truly remarkable. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like this just goes to show how dominant both teams are because mm-hmm. um, when you just look at the individual scores of one hundred seventy-five to one hundred ten, you think, okay, yeah, quite a lot of points being scored, but it's not like you know some of the crazy performances we saw last season. But yeah. then when you look at those stats. Mm-hmm. You compare that to the next best that we've seen so far. Yeah. So generally, if Strathclyde had faced maybe someone who was a little bit slower... They would have won. For sure. Probably. So it's just the nature of uh, the draw, to be honest. Although, I feel like it does show that the producers have been working harder to match teams in the first round. You think so? I don't feel like we've had any blowouts so Mm, far. I feel like every team has been equally matched in terms of abilities so far. Yeah, I think lots of teams have actually reached or gone beyond 100, right? Yeah. So we've not had any very, very low scoring teams. We've not had any repeats of last year. For example, Mm. Rockalaya Music or Reading. Yeah. Where they really, really struggled. Mm. So And Wolfson as well. Yeah, oh God. Oh, that, that was painful to watch. <laughs> but I feel like that was unfair because they were reminded of uh, Monkman existence. I know, I know. That, that would have tripped them up, right? Yeah, that would have not made me want to perform at all, yeah. personally. Well, well. Seems like uh, we've arrived at the most anticipated segment of our podcast. Indeed. So, uh, 
Let's see. Will we finally be in agreement? Let's go. Three, two, one. Honestly. Oh. Wow. Wow. Wow, ladies and gentlemen. I I feel like uh, there's something that we're not communicating correctly anymore. I know. So well, I go with Ansley because I thought she looked very sophisticated, very simple black blouse, kind of silver necklace. She had a nice bracelet to go with it as well. So I think overall, very a PhD in poor law history vibes. I would say, no, she definitely looked, you know, very well put together. I personally went with uh, McGee because I feel like... It takes a lot to pull off a denim shirt these days. True, that's true. And she managed it. Yeah. And it was unfortunate that we didn't hear much from her. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I feel like she at least uh, dressed the part. Yeah, I think uh, she she gets second place from me. For sure. Mm-hmm. Although I have to say, we're getting more and more t-shirts now. I know, I saw quite a few t-shirts. Yeah, I mean, Monahan <laughs> gets away with it because, you know, uh, such a beautiful man as him who doesn't need to do anything. <laughs> and you know Hutchinson you know, I have a soft spot for messy haired uh, gentlemen because yeah. you know I also am a messy haired gentleman mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. you know yeah. we, need, we do need to have standards on this show mm-hmm. well uh, yes and that brings us to the end of this episode we hope you enjoyed it as much as we had making it yeah because this was yeah a fantastic episode I and had we had a lot of fun watching it and as you can tell, we had a lot to talk about. Yes, we did. So if you want to add something, if you've got your own comments or remarks, uh, if you don't agree or agree with what we're saying, please hit us up on our socials. We're on Twitter as IGTO, um, also on Instagram as I got that one, or you can even drop us an email at igtopodcast at gmail.com. Indeed. So we will be seeing you next week, but until then, it's goodbye from me. And goodbye from me.